He built my life. That's what it's about. Such an interesting topic. Build your life. You don't really think about that when you grow up. It's not really something that you go, oh, I'm going to, I mean, some people have that in them. But this is a really important topic. But we're just going to get straight into the scriptures. Matthew chapter 7, 7 verse 24. We'll go straight into it. And then we'll unpack some stuff. Um, Carpi. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 28. This is what it reads. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Someone say on the rock. He's carrying reading. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. All right. Building your life. Um, we, can, we can go in so many different directions, but this is the one that the Holy Spirit put on my heart for us today, uh, linked in with the season we're in. You've got to be, or I'll say it this way, you've got to build your life on the strongest foundation. All right? Everyone say the strongest foundation. I suppose tip number one is build it on the rock. There's no other stronger foundation than Christ Jesus. Um, not your PhD, not, um, and this might offend someone, not my tikanga. Not my um, any tonga, not my motorbike, not my wife, not my job, not my career, uh, not my um, preconceived ideas, not TikTok, not YouTube, not all those things, not what other people say, not what other grandparents have said in the past, not what I may have said, not what I might pick up just in the street, uh, not, do you understand? There's no other foundation that's strong enough for your life than Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ. Build it. So build your life, tip number one, on the strongest foundation. Christ. I like what it says there. A wise man or woman builds their house on the rock. Are you wise or are you a fool? The fool doesn't. He builds it on the sand. Yep, I'm all for using your faith. He's just wisdom, eh, guys? Wisdom. All right. Nothing in the world can replace Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ. He is the foundation. Um, the Bible says he's the chief cornerstone. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word, which is Christ, built everything. Everything in the world is framed by Christ and God speaking. Okay? And so if you want to have a really... Um, well, if you want to have a life, build it on the rock. This is really fundamental teaching. But sometimes when you get so um, caught up in everyone's, I suppose, latest craze or the latest trend or whatever, you can miss the simplicity of things. And I love what Christ said. Our faith is easy. Church, your faith is easy. The faith, the, the Christian life or the kingdom life is easy. Only believe. That's it. Do you know that? You don't have to have $10,000 in your pocket. You don't have to have a motorbike. You don't have to have one of these two tangata vests. All you have to do is believe. Do you believe in Christ this morning, church? Now, I know that's a funny thing to share that in the church. But believe it or not, you can be in the church and still not believe. You can be in the church and not even build your family or your house on Christ. And so when you're building your life, because this is about you. This is about your family. This is about your little hapu which will eventually become an iwi. It's about you and your children, your grandchildren, and you, go, you know what I mean? The cousins, the nieces, the nephews. When you're building your life, that's good. Build your life on the strongest foundation. You don't want to have, there's no other foundation that's going to cut it. Maybe I should say it another way. Nothing's going to do it for you. Meth ain't going to do anything. It'll just get you chewing bubble gum when you've got no bubble gum. Haba baba. Haba baba. Chewing bubble gum like, bro, build your life on something <laughs> better than imaginary bubble gum. Do you, is this, that's a harsh thing. 
So let me get back to what I'm meant to be talking about. Okay, Pastor, I got it. Honestly, that's it. That's a simple, it's as simple as that. If you would just get that, if your community would grab that, if our city would grab that and run with it, our nation would run with it, we would be the strongest nation in the world. We'd be the strongest region in the world, in the regions. The strongest home. A strong home has Christ at the center, the foundation. A weak home doesn't. A home that's going to fall doesn't have Christ at the foundation. But a home that can withstand uh, all the attacks of the enemy or the attacks of society or whatever, that can handle the storms. Because, hey, let's face it, there, there's storms that come every now and then on Hidal. You know, have a go at us as a family. They have a go at your kids. Storms and trials and tribulations, you know. The anger issues come back and all the other stuff that you, you know what we're talking about. But if you have Christ or you build your house on the rock, which is Christ, it doesn't matter what comes your way. It doesn't matter what cyclone comes your way. It doesn't matter what mental abuse comes your way. It doesn't matter what physical abuse, sexual abuse, and I, I know those are hard and I'm not belittling those. Those are some savage, ravaging things. But when you have the rock as your foundation, which is Christ, mate, you're, you're, you're solid. Turn to your neighbor and go, you're solid. All right, build your life. Okay, what did it say in there? It says a few interesting things in there. Therefore, whoever hears these, say, uh, these sayings of mine and does them. So point number one is build it on the strongest foundation. Point number two, or B, or whatever, however you want to do it, hear and do. Those who hear and do are wise. Hear these sayings of mine. Now we're talking about belief patterns. We're talking about words and concepts. Because every day, you're battling concepts. You're battling words. You're battling perceptions. You're battling beliefs. And some days, you're losing. Some days, you're winning. Some days, you don't even know the belief system that's going on inside of you that's got you the life you've had. So that's why you got to come to Man Up Legacy, pray, um, be connected to apostolic authority, um, keep coming to church because it exposes things in your life that you thought were normal. I like what Pastor Joel said last night. You got used to living with a stone in your shoe. People, believe it or not, are so used to living dysfunctional, it's hard for them to get back the realignment. But let's come back to this. Hear and do. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And so you're wise if you hear and do what Christ says. Pretty simple, eh? It's really very, very simple. It's so simple, man, I'm like, man, how did I miss that in my early walk? But anyway, hear and do equals wisdom. I like the next bit. Well, I like the whole thing, but let's read the next bit. 26. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. So hear and do equals wisdom, and hear and don't do equals fool. Are you a fool? Am I speaking to a house of fools? Is your house being built by a fool? Oh, that's a hard one. Obviously, I've, uh, my background's in building and construction, construction since I was 13. And um, I must admit, there's been some funny occasions on the work site. You're like, how did this guy get a job? How is he still here? He's a fool. He doesn't even like, it's just, oh, sound like I'm judging. But, um, you know, you can't help it when you're working. You've got a task to do, whether it's put up a wall, do a ceiling or whatever, or do a driveway. And some people um, live their life like they're just going in circles. I've worked with many people in my life. And some people just go in circles and make an easy job hard. They work like a fool. Is this right? When you have Christ in your life and you hear these things and do them, he talks about giving you the mind of Christ. He talks about you having spiritual awareness. He talks about you tithing, having blessing on your life. He talks about prosperity. He talks about unity and all these things. They're really small, simple things, but they're actually power nuggets That'll just blow open your life. Is this right? Let's pick on unity. If all of our mum and dads were just unified, we wouldn't be the way we are today. That's just one little thing. The word says, 
Where there's unity, God commands the blessing. So what I'm saying today, what we're talking about, about building your life, this bit here, here and do or here and don't do, that's quite a big, deep reservoir. It's quite a big, deep topic because you've got to unpack, well, what's he saying? So come off TikTok for a little while. Come off Twitter. Or your, oh, I'm not saying, you know, do that. But equally, delve yourself into the plumb line or the revelation so that you can get these words and concepts. Shucks. You, you know what I mean? We're in a psychological warfare. Our apostle has revealed that to us. It's a battle of belief. And so this, this one, just this one scripture here shows you two types of people, two people with different belief patterns, two people who are going to have families that are on different ends of the spectrum. Over here is wisdom, strong, never falling, never failing family. Over here, foolish, bad stuff's going to happen. And so it's as simple as that. What, do I, what am I hearing today or last week in the Word that I haven't done yet? What have I actually heard that I've done? And I want to salute you. I think that's how you salute eh? Salute every single one of you who are here today because you're doing what God wants you to do. Let's put our hands together for you. God says, never forsake the gathering of the saints. And so you're here today. Is that... It's really that simple. Oh, I didn't feel like going to church. Oh, you're not hearing and doing, brother. Anyway, I wasn't trying to. My focus is sayings, concepts, words, spirit. What are you hearing and listening to? And what are you activating? Is that awesome? That's pretty simple. Let's go to the next bit. So that's Jesus. All right. 2 Chronicles 2020. Real easy scripture. Uh, well, not easy. It's a, it's a favorite. 2 Chronicles 20.20. Most of us um, know this, but if you're new to the church, this is one of the um, key scriptures. And definitely here it is, 2 Chronicles 20.20. Um, I'm going to go to the part B, and there I'll read the whole thing. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. That's next to Tekaha and Teteko. Sorry, no, no. When you see that, hey, like, man, Moldy's. Anyway, okay, carry on, Pastor. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in the prophets, and you shall prosper. Um, another point to building your life. Uh, your life requires a man of God. Everyone said, what? Okay. Every one of us, our life trajectory, where we're going to go, and how we build it, is largely dependent on a man of God in your life. You have to be spiritually fathered. We have to be mentored and grown in spiritual things. And that cuts out rebellion. That cuts out uh, Christians that are just, me and Jesus, no one else. That person is not hearing these words. Even Jesus came under... John the Baptist, to get baptized. He came under as an example. He even talks about the Old Testament. I'm not here to cut it out. I'm here to honor it for Philip. Anyway, come back to this. You've got to have a man of God in your life. That's the way God has designed it, to help us with some issues. And this is what it is to build your house on the rock. You've got to have a man of God in your life. So the question is, who's your man of God? That's a good question. Who's your spiritual father? In the spirit, there's no gender. Okay, I'll probably better say that now. Uh, in Galatians, it says, in the spirit, there's neither Jew nor Greek, nor male nor female. In the spirit, there's no need to procreate or have sex. Okay? That's only for reproduction here on earth. So in the spirit... We're spiritual sons. That's a bit thing. Got that? So, point number two. Who's my spiritual father? Who am I connected to? So, yeah, you know? And, and you don't even need to say it. It'll just show on you. I can tell who's of the house of destiny. 
I can tell who are the new ones. Not that you're judging, you can just pick it up. Because the longer you stay, the better you get. And generally, this is the rule, the more you hear and do, the better you get. And so when you've been around a while and you're doing stuff, well, it doesn't really matter. You could be for, here for a little bit, but you're activating everything that's coming through the preaching, through the apostle, through the, the sons, the true sons like myself. Um, you know, whatever God's been putting on your heart, you'll see him. Got that? It's pretty, some simple, simple teaching. So that was point one was what? The rock. Point two, the man of God, my apostle. In Hawke's Bay, we don't have an apostle. You have a spiritual son of the apostle. That's myself. I represent our apostle in our region. I only represent because I'm under authority. As soon as I step out of that authority, I do not represent. Okay, but that'll never happen. Anyway. So, for our region, if your life uh, in Destiny Church, it matters your connection to me. That's right. It does. It's not me as a person. Me and the mantle that I'm under, the mantle that we're under. It's likewise when I was under Pastor Sam um, over in Australia, in you know, Gold Coast, when we helped build the church there. It was the same thing. I had my connection with my apostle, but to function in all that God has for me to do in my life, I have to submit to the delegated infrastructure that God has put in place. I said some big words there. <laughs> some people go, is that a pyramid scheme? Oh. <laughs> yes, it is. No, 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 it's not. It's, it's Jesus. Yeah, it's God's order. God delegated to man. Jesus delegated to other men, the apostles, and they delegated and so on. It's to keep the whole thing tight and in unity. It's to keep us in the same um, flow. It's to keep a spiritual covering. It doesn't mean control. Okay? So people get it twisted when they say, oh, you're in the church that takes everyone's money. Love it. Okay, okay, ready, go. What? Take my money. See what happens. <laughs> go now. <laughs> you can't control people. Uh, you choose to submit. Choose for yourself. So point two, uh, you're a man of God. That's really important. Now you understand, and you can see very clearly um, God's design. What did we say? Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in the prophets, or the men of God, and you shall prosper. The reason why a lot of people aren't prospering is because they don't have a connection with their man of God. It's disconnected, disjointed, and so they've fallen into the unwise, the foolish um, way of building their life. Does this make sense? Someone say, I'm building my life. All right, trying to go through the stuff and then we'll talk. Okay, number three, Psalms 92.13. These are all fundamental Destiny Church teaching that I've learned from my spiritual father. Some of you know this inside out. You guys could get up here and teach this, some of you. This is great. Psalms 92, 13. Everyone should know it almost off by heart if you've been in destiny for a year. I'll read the scripture. Always happens, eh? Hey, you get close to the number, then it flips over like 20 pages. Very Is it up yet? Okay, Psalms 92. I want to read it on my bowl. Here we go. Psalms 92, 13. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. I'll read the rest. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Awesome. Build your, build your life, you've got to be planted. Um, that, that's a really, really important thing. What's planted? Well, you don't move. I'm not saying you can't move out of the district. I mean, but this is like your, your this is my church. I'll speak it in our language. You need to be in a church. To build my life, I must have Christ. Must have connection to the apostle or man of God and be planted in the church. I need it. Do you know I need the church? I need the church. It helps me um, build my faith. It helps me function in my ministry. It helps me um, rub up against people that normally I wouldn't rub up against. So it develops me and it really tests me and tests others in terms of really do you love people or do you only love who you want to love? You know? 
So that's a nice reality check, eh? And so you need the church. You've got to be in the church. The church is not the four walls. And um, just by the way, we've only been here. How long have we been here now? Four weeks? Four weeks. Well, I had a meeting with the architect this week, so we should have our final concept plans before we start doing stuff. But the church is bigger than the four walls. The church is a community. It's a powerhouse community. It's the vehicle, and you read the word for yourself, where God will express the kingdom. It's the vehicle where he'll, he will manifest his wisdom. It's through the church into the community. And, you know, um, unfortunately, with any of these points, we've just had a bad rap of them. Okay? God, I feel sorry for God in the sense sometimes. There's just been some funny people that misrepresent church, misrepresent God, and even mis misrepresent our apostle. You know, or any man of God. And so what happens is they actually push out that image of, well, it's actually not a real image, but they put out a false representation of God, church, the apostle. I'm in a church that will give you breakthrough from any dysfunction. No, nicotine don't have a hold of me. Meth. Hey, someone on meth has to try and keep up with me now. I'll tell you. Yeah, no, honestly. Bring them around my house. We'll see who stays up the longest. <laughs> oh, it's just right. They'll probably say, hey, can you ever sleep? No. <laughs> anyway, people are like, what? Is he? The pastor does funny drugs. What are we talking about? Yeah, but unfortunately, there's been a bad rep. So in our community, God has been badly represent, represented. Um, it's, 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 what do you call it? I forgot the word. Compromising. It's compromising, religious and stale. If you notice, we're not a religious church in Destiny Church. And I don't actually have a suit. I do have a suit and tie, but I, nah, this is, I, I wear this dress because it connects with the community I'm in. I wear this watch because you're all looking at it. So, yeah, you did take your money. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Does a joke? I share those jokes because you get them. Do you understand? I share the jokes because you get them. That's part of the part of the weapons of my warfare. It's to connect with you because my function here is to bring faith and hope through preaching. Um, as I was in the prayer, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the man of God or the mouth of God. And also, it says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And how can one hear unless he is a preacher? And how can one preach unless he is sent? And so the only ones that were sent were the apostles. And so the apostles have to send delegated authority. And that's why, that's why these things that we're talking about, Christ, the apostle, or man of God, and being planted in the church, is the foundation for building your life. If our community had these things, Everyone would come back from Australia. Oh. <laughs> Is this, yeah, I'm just saying. There would be blessing and prosperity in our land because God teaches us to give. There wouldn't be any poverty. It will be whacked out, obliterated, because it will be all givers. Koha, giving, blessing, receiving. When we when we with someone and God puts it on their heart to give them $20, we go, here, boom, 100 bucks here, boom, have it. Go for it. As opposed to, nah, you know, you withhold. I'm meant to be talking about building your life, hey? Is this all right? Heaps of time. 20 minutes, nah. All right. Yeah, so we're not religious, man. This church ain't religious. Um, quite the opposite. And I'll be honest, as a person from Hawke's Bay myself, I couldn't be in a church that wasn't strong enough to, one, sharpen me, to have strong representation of a man and a woman, how to do life, that I could connect with. You know what I mean? I, I actually had to connect with them. Because I've been in Hawke's Bay since I was born here, but I knew other pastors and other leaders when I was younger. Some of my friends were in their churches. I only went to just stare at the girls as a youth and try and play kiss in the youth. Got that late, so watch out. Late runs the youth. Don't you let any of these fellas try and kiss the girls. Just so... Hey, that's what we should be saying in church. No kissy kissy, my friend. Hey, hey. Again, that's another, that's another hear and do. Abstain from drugs and alcohol. Abstain from sex until you're married. 
These are all top shelf. Do you get it? It's, oh, it's sad. It's become top shelf. It never used to be. It was just the average shelf. But because this function, why? Because people keep choosing to build foolishly. That, that you know, yeah, anyway, it's gone bad. Heck, I was raised in state houses, you know, with my mum. A generation before, my grandmother owned a home. We went down a little bit. Now there's a generation who can't wait to get a state house. I'm like, what? Hotels, like, and I'm not running it down. I'm just telling you how far we've come down. It used to be that when you're in a de facto relationship, that was like, ooh, shunt, you know, is this right? Confirm. Like it was looked down on because there was a standard of how you want to build a strong family. I'm not saying that's bad. Uh, I'm not judging. I'm just trying to help you understand where we've come, how far we've come down. Why? Because it's foolish. No connection to Christ, an apostle, and planted in the church. So when you have those things, man, marriage. Oh, I remember um, coming through the youth under Pastor Sam, Pastor Kitty. I remember one year we had 26 weddings. That was every weekend for six months. Hey, remember that? Saturday and Sunday. Boom, boom, boom. A lot of my bros. A lot of them made it to the altars, virgins. A lot of them doing very well. That was like, wow, what a different reference point to what I found in Hastings. Oh, I didn't see that in Hastings. So, so fellas, fellas and girls and guys kissing. It was weird. Anyway. Okay. Pastors. Is this all right? I'm saying this because you understand the language. It's meant to be building your life. Feel like you can build your life now? <laughs> okay. Let's get back to one more thing and then we'll land the plane. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 to 24. We'll link this all back into where we, what we're doing. Now you know why we're so passionate about our events and stuff like that. Now you know why we, you know, we're strong in the church, strong believers. Because if, if we don't believe strong enough, someone else's belief will try to become ours. You understand? So you've got to have a strong conviction. But let's come back to this. What are we doing? Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. This is what it reads. And whatever you do, someone say, whatever I do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not to man. Amen. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not to man. Um, building your life is going to take hard work. But, uh, uh, yeah, everything you do, believe it or not, you do it as you do it unto the Lord. Regardless if you're mucking around or doing something great or whatever. And so this word here is encouraging from Paul the Apostle uh, to his Colossians church. So whatever they do, go hard. Go heartily. Work unto the Lord. Some people's work is like they're working unto the devil. Okay, what do I mean by that? Quite lazy. There's a generation now who are lazy. They don't know what hard work is. And everyone says, oh, it's not all about hard work. If you want to build a life and you start it from negative 100, it's going to take a whole, it might take your whole lifetime just to get to zero. And then into blessing. Is this right? Why? Because a lot of us inherited the curse. Remember the, the wisdom down the scene? We inherited foolish. So what used to be a normal standard, we've come under that. And you and I now starting back here. We inherit negative 50. So we spend many years trying to get to zero just so we can try and get somewhere in life. And so now that's the curse, by the way. But that's also by neglecting these things of having Christ, having a connection with the apostle, command of authority, and being planted in the church. The longer you mess with those things, the deeper the negativity is going to go when, when the next one gets born. You got that? They're born into deficit, fatherlessness, um, debt, um, health issues, uh, mental health issues, funny ideologies. 
you know? And so coming back to this, it's going to take some work. It's going to take work to build your life, church. It's going to take work to build that healthy home that you have in your heart, that you have a vision for. Uh, it's going to take a lot of your effort. It's going to take um, an uncanny zeal, an uncommon zeal and passion and fire. I'm very passionate about my teen generations down. I don't just see my kids. I've gone past that. Oh, no, I've got to see teen down. Three down's good to see further. You know what I mean? See, in Māori culture, we, we talk about our... our um, who are we talking about? Nah. Talk about all sorts of people. <laughs> Which one? Which one are we talking about? We talk about our ancestor. And it's 10 plus generations back. I love my tupuna and who they are and whatever. They're gone. It's my time. So I've decided to change my iwi's name to my name. That's right. Okay. I've said that heaps of times to some of my aunties and uncles. They just laugh. Good on you, boy. That's the one. But what are, we, what are we talking about? Reversing the curse, building your life, it's going to take some hard work. It's going to take some dedication. All these things you know. But we need to get into the nitty-gritty. It's going to take more than part-time. You want to be a great mum? It's more than part-time mum. You want to be a great father? It's not just going to work. Heck, fathers think that I'll go to work, I'm a dad. What the heck? Mow the lawns. And even then, love your wife. Here's another one. Get married. Like it's going to take some hard work. You, know, you understand? Look, you know, do the mahi. Someone say, do the mahi. I've got to work hard. Work heartily. Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not to man. Don't, tr- don't worry about trying to please man. If you're trying to please man, that's foolish. You will never please man. You want to become a God pleaser. And faith pleases God. God loves it when I keep coming to church, when I had a hard week. God loves it when you keep um, talking up about your man up, even though you feel like, my man up sucks. This fellow's not even listening to me. He loves it when you keep praising the Lord, when you come in here with a great attitude, and you lift up your faith and you go, whoo, I just made it this week. He loves that. You're taking one more step closer to getting more wiser. Coming out of being a fool. Is this all right? So build your life. God wants you to have life in abundance. But he doesn't just give it to you. He gives you all authority. He gives you the ability. That doesn't mean you're going to get it. Just because you have the ability to sing doesn't mean you're going to open up at the Olympics one day. Does it? No. Anyone done that yet? What do you have to do? You've got to work that thing. Just because you have the ability to handle your finances doesn't equal you're going to be the finance minister of New Zealand. But you can be. You've got the potential. Okay, we all have the potential. Everyone say potential. We have the potential to achieve all that we dream and desire. But don't let it just be a dream. I remember a saying, uh, dream without action is just a dream. But uh, action without a dream is a nightmare. That's for meth people. I don't know. I've been dealing with a lot of meth people lately. But anyway, um, I'll be honest. I actually find them quite exciting. How did you come up with that? That's amazing. I saw these trees and they were chasing me. I said, whoa, that's better than what... (laughs) I said, man, what are you hiding from? The trees down the road, they were staring at me. Whoa. That's exciting. Sorry, you're probably like, he's mocking the tree. I am mocking it. I am. So we've got to work hard. So here's a good question. How is your hard work? I worked, I've been working hard since a young age. I was always used to up early, late at, you know, go to work when it's dark, come home when it's dark. That stuff's good for you. It's good to develop your character. That kills your flesh that says, no, go back to being a fool. That's what it's saying. I don't want to work. Go back to being a fool. But anyway, um, how's your hard work? How's your hard work? There used to be guys that I work with and quotes I hear and you you just pick them up. Not that you take them on, but you listen to them, you think about them. 
and one was um, at least work half a day. And I go, what's that mean? Well, half a day is 12 hours. A lot of people can't even work half a day. No. <laughs> I thought about that. Whoa, I need to lift up my game. If you're going to be building your family, your life, what you want to do for God, it's going to take more than part time. It's going to take your whole life. Christ gave us the ultimate example. He laid his life down. It wasn't part time. I didn't even think it was 12 hours. I think it was like 24-7, you know, and you build yourself up to them. You get involved in the ministry whether it's a couple of hours a week, you submit yourself to delegated authority, even if you don't want to. That helps your attitude problem come out of being a fool. That's a good word, a fool. Do you want to build your life like a fool? You don't want to, eh? I don't want to. So I've got to, like, work. We've got to work hard, you know? All right. Build your life. I'll just touch base on some things Apostle said the other week ago. So there's different parts here. We can go many different directions with this word. But we'll just talk about you first. Your spirit, okay? Food for your spirit, he talked about this, is revelation. Revelation will build your spirit, man. Number one, revelation will build your spirit, man. That's part of you, your life, your spirit. How's your spiritual life? And for you who are here for the first time, this is great. Great news for you today. You're starting to now, um, the level in your spirit life's starting to get a little bit of a, anyone seen the, um, the pulse? And it goes, dude, dude. Your spirit life before Jesus was, oh, won't go down. Can you go down? Oh, you can go down. Oh, flat line. But you start to get beep, a little bit of a blip. And every time you get revelation, your spirit man starts to ignite. So for your spirit, revelation. Number two, to develop your mind information. Get to know some of the stuff you're hearing. Do you know the story of Daniel and the lion's den? Do you know the story of how Destiny Church came about? Do you know the story around all the details around politics and why is that important? Because before my mindset didn't agree with it because I actually didn't understand it. But now I understand politics is just another word for really these people telling us what to do. When I figured that out, because I was raised around a lot of bullies, I was like, no one's going to bully me around. This is my mindset. My, my simple thinking to it hopefully can help you. And so I got passionate about it. Right? I was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stand. I'm going to learn about this. You don't just wait for revelation. Or sorry, you don't wait for someone to tell you. You go get the information. Got that? Number three, soul. Developing your soul. Affirmation. Build yourself up. Pray in the morning. Pray at night. Tell yourself you're awesome a million times if you need to. Tell yourself, tell your children, affirm your children. All these things help build you and your body. Transformation. Well, start working that in your body. Is this all right? And so building your life, believe it or not, builds the community. Your success is my success. My success is your success. I want you to succeed. Because I want you to have wonderful children that play with my kids. I don't want you to have that anyway. Is this right? Someone say wise. I'll tell you, there's no fools in Destiny Church. Anyway. Okay. All right. I said those quite quickly. Revelation, information, affirmation, and transformation. And so those things there, you want to get a healthy diet of those things? in your life, in your family, in your ministry, in everything that you're doing, how you lead your life, get all that in, and it'll give you clarity. Where things used to offend you, <clears throat> and you used to take them down the wrong way, get negative or defensive, when you're like that and you're developed, it won't be offensive anymore. You'll be a better you. Someone say a better me. And a better you is better for your family. I better use better for my family. <laughs> Turn to your name and go, can you hurry up? Better. That better you, please. <laughs> and then it's when you reply, you too. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, quite a. I like doing that in the church, getting you all to interact. I can see from here who just stares at me and doesn't do that, but that's all right. I still love you. <laughs> so we'll do it again. Can you turn to your <laughs> One thing about Hawks Bay people, eh? No ears. Hey? No ears. 
No, no, no. God is. Just want to do what you want to do. And that's, hey, that, I'm Katie Pai with that. That's fine. But, um, yeah. Hope you got something from that. Building your life. Work, man. You know, I've got a personal goal at the moment, and it's to do 100 hours a week. Everyone's like, what? Is this what you're right? Because I need to work 100 hours to help my wife, my children, my family. I need all the hours I can get to push us ahead. 14 hours, ah, sorry, 100 hours a week is 14 hours a day, seven days. I'm working now. Work here. Came early this morning, working. It's called serving, but it's working. we got to work my faith, work the worship team, work the service team, work with the man up team. It's all work. Yesterday we did a bit of money to bless our community. Imagine if we all just withheld ourselves, our gift, and didn't put any work in. You know? So what's the point of that? Well, I'm looking forward to you guys showing up for work. See you in the morning. We already started. <laughs> it's lunchtime. <laughs> it's lunchtime, actually. Uh, guys, don't ring in sick anymore. Just show up. Show up for your family. Show up to your... When you wake up in the morning and your missus goes, how's your day? Don't go... Oh, he's at home sick. Show up. Show up, man. Just even fake it. Oh, I'm feeling great. Walk in the bathroom, man, oh, oh, then come out happy as. Like, just work on yourself. It, does, it really does. It takes a lot of effort, eh? You know, we've been in the house 20 years now, um, my wife and myself, and it's take, it takes a lot of effort to help my sons be able to, and my daughter be able to stand, start on our shoulders uh, because of a lot of the negative inheritance we got. The deficit is probably the word. So it's taken 20 years just to give them a nice clean break. Takes ages, eh? I thought it would take two years. So how come it's taking so long? But then you start seeing the breakthrough. It's worth it, church. It's worth the hard work. It's worth the, whew, the, the facing the man in the mirror. And that's the best one, man. Go in the mirror and check your attitude out. You know, wake up. Oh, maybe we should do a new thing, eh? No more praying. Just go in the mirror and just look at yourself. So how are you today? Oh, I don't want to go to work. Great. You're going to work today. I want to have the day off. When you're building your life, there is no sick days. There's no days off. You have a day off, the enemy comes in. Takes your money. Takes your glory. Takes your power. Takes your confidence. Takes your health. Yeah. Takes your Takes your car, I don't know, takes whatever. And so we've got to work hard, church. That's the passion and the burning desire we have in the church for our region. We have it, we're not just called for our region, we're called to the nation. But we've got to take over this region. I refuse to see other organizations that don't have God first more passionate than me. Actually, I get quite offended at that. I'm like, oh, how dare this guy work harder for his cause that's for nothing where I carry Christ and God and part of a great church, they're out working us. That's how I get. Now, some people are like, well, don't worry about what others think. No, no, that, I'm not worried about that. It's the, how come I'm not burning with a fire and a passion? You know? So that's why I said to you, my goal is 100 hours a week. If I do it on six days, it's 16 hours, so I can have nothing one day off. Oh. Just all right. Someone say, build my life. So what do you do in those hours? I build my life. Spend time with myself in the mirror. Bro, you look awesome today. Oh, thank you. I was going to say the same about you. (laughs) Yeah, you're blessed today. Go into the mirror and say, you're blessed. You're favored. Shucks, you're amazing. Then go out and fight all your battles. Show up to work where everyone walks to work like this. What's wrong with you today? Oh, But guess what? Because you built your life up, you now can transfer some of that to them. You grab, you touch, put your hand on their heart and go, brother, you're awesome. Or you say, that was a stupid idea what you did, just did at work, don't do it again. Tomorrow you'll be awesome. Oh, you know what I mean? You start to help each other. Build your life up.
that's us. That's us. Good. Build your life. Build your life. God wants you to succeed. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to do well. He wants you to flourish. You know, man, why would I choose anything else? I wouldn't. You know, um, I've been compared to other organizations, criminal and non-criminal. I always say, don't ever lower my standard, please. Don't compare me to them. You know, we, we carry God, you and I, us, the church. And so to all the young people, man, take that word and run with it. Build, you can, there's no limits how high and how fast and how big you can grow. Believe big, do big, be big. Amen. That's us that stand to our feet. Let's give the Lord a round of applause. You know, the church has been changing recently since we've moved here and the church is growing and new people. That's a good sight to see. As you heard, when you're planted, you get fresh and flourishing as you get older. You don't get stale and like pale, fresh and flourishing. And so you know what, church? I'm excited to see you fly. I'm excited to see you uh, prosper in your marriage and your family and your health and your finances because that's actually a blessing to me. I may not receive any of it, but just seeing you flourish was like, yes, they're doing well. And so that's, yeah, got that. So now you know why we're in the political thing. We want to build a better nation. That's why we fight. That's why we do the flyers. That's why I'm standing. That's why this and that. I just want better for my children. We get in there, man, we can make some policies, which is really some laws happen. Imagine that, hey, tax-free for a certain income level. Imagine that. Instead of at school learning about um, whatever we're learning, you're going to learn about how to run a business. You know? Can you imagine your little Johnny and I keep wanting to say Tama, little Tama and Tony, Harry, whatever, coming up thinking that they're going to be this awesome entrepreneur. You know? But, I mean, you don't have to wait for the school system to do it. Do it in your own home. But in a practical sense, that's why also we're now affecting or working to affect political change in our nation under our apostle. And so that's us, church. All right. Hey, thank you for that. Um, you guys are a great church. You're awesome. Uh, we've got some big things happening. And so lock in, man. Jump in. You don't have to know it all. Just go, yes, hear and do. Interesting is he didn't say, are those that know it all? I will liken him to the wise man. <laughs> He's just here and do. I don't know. Great. Can you hear? Yep. Can you do? Yep. That's it. Action. Action. So what did you hear today that you need to do? All right. That's us, eh? Here's one, one key thing. I'll give you opportunity to know Christ. Best thing I could ever give someone. The first one. The second one is connection to apostle. And the third one, as we just spoke about, is planted in the church. Guess what? All those three are available for you today. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I didn't know that, man, back in the day. Did not know that. And so we're going to pray. So what I'm going to do is get everyone to close your eyes. Bow your heads. Put your hand on your heart. This is the salvation prayer. This is asking Jesus into your life. So I'm going to get everyone to repeat it after me. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my life. I thank you that you want the best for me. Right now, I turn from my old life and I turn to you. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Use me for your glory. In the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Let's put our hands together for that. If you prayed that prayer for the first time and uh, you meant that, I'm going to get you to do something bold and that's come and stand in the front here and I'll pray for you and help you on your walk. Uh, that's the first one. If you want to reconnect, there's opportunity right there as well. Everyone always has a new day, a new opportunity. So uh, is there anyone this morning that wants to do that? Come now, if that is you. If that word spoke to you and you know, man, this, yeah, nah, this is, yep, I've been a fool far too long. I want to be wise. Awesome. Let's put our hands together for uh, the men. Beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. Anyone else? Help me out, church. Turn to your neighbor and go, is that you? Awesome. Beautiful. All right. Can we, Mason, can you move? Let's put our hands together, church, for these new.
Awesome. The Bible says that when all the uh, when a son comes back to the father or daughter, all the angels rejoice. And so there's a big party in heaven going on over you right now. Better than any rage on planet earth. Heaps of dubstep. No. Angels and dubstep. Anyway. Awesome. Let's put our hands together, church, for these ones. And can you all extend your hand and close your eyes and pray in tongues? Everyone pray in tongues. Well done. Let's extend a hand, pray for our brother. Father, we thank you all for Rata. Father, we thank you for this bold decision today. That in and amongst his whanau has made the step to receive you in his heart. And Lord, I just pray for him. Lord, I pray for healing as well for his leg. Lord, I thank you, Father, for wisdom. But again, Lord, thank you for the special call of God on this man's life. In the name of Jesus, amen. Time. Wow, me. This is Leighton. We'll, um, yeah, everyone keep praying. Church, pray in tongues. Father, we thank you, Lord, for Whitey, fresh and filling of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for this mighty young man. Thank you, Father, for his boldness and courage to step out and receive you in his heart. But, Lord, before he was formed, you knew him. Why did God has a plan for your life and a purpose? This is Israel. You're in the right place, young man. Church, it's um, kill the bro. Church, let's put our hands together for these first timers. Man, that's um. Stafford, God has kept you alive. He's kept you alive, brother. God has kept his eye on you before you were born. God has watched you. Regardless of every situation, God has been there with you. And he's guided you. He's helped things. Um, yes, stuff happened, but it's a new day for you, brother. You're in the right place. I'm just going to put my hand on your head. Okay, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this mighty man. Father, we thank you for new beginnings. Right now, in the name of Jesus, thank you for boldness. Thank you for his heart, Lord. Thank you for the strong decision that this man has made to receive you in his life. Lord, I pray. For his next few days, as he goes through trials and tribulations, I pray, Lord, you keep him. Thank you, Father, for his angels that protect him. Thank you, Lord, for association, connection now with our church here. That favor will start to now be released on his life to push back the reports of everyone else. Amen.